0: Universe Should we cue the uh the triumphant march theme music? Uh something from who's the guy that does all the marches? It starts with an R, right? Uh Uh Oh shit. Sorry, can't pull that one. Um Is he Russian? Is that why it starts with an R? That could be why we are only on episode three hundred ninety nine. But yes, 399 episodes as of this recording that you, if you are listening to this, have stumbled into probably accidentally and are wondering, why am I doing this? Well, I'm wondering that too. Just because I've done this 399 times and will likely even do a 400th does not mean that you should be listening to any of it. It's my opinion that most of what trips us up in life is a lack of actual activity and, and progressive action for ourselves. We are hamstrung by the idea that we need to do something perfectly so we do nothing at all. Or shit like that is what I think about, talk about, and get into while I smoke a little weed or a lot of weed and clean up the blood from my cat. So yeah, there you go. If that's not the synthesis of all the ideas you were hoping to find in one recorded locale, well, welcome, you twisted motherfucker. You should not be here. You should be out playing golf or something to create a more sedate frame of mind. But me, I use this to get my angst out. I swear a lot. (sighs) Ah. I even get, hmm, weepy, but not in this one, although obviously I have to talk about crying, because what else do I talk about? Well, um, nothing. I mean, I cry, then I process it, then that makes me cry again, so, okay, none of that's true. I mean... I could see where that could be a criticism that somebody would come up with if they were trying to write something short and didn't have a lot of time and had only listened to like three episodes. But on any other circumstance, I'd say that's probably not enough of a description. Hey, Universe. Um, It's the 10th of uh, November, and I uh, was going to upload the podcast where Anthony gets to say something... Uh, in ambush journalism form Uh, and it led me to thinking, I don't really address the questions that I get occasionally about my process um, other than to respond to the questions when they do come in but this might, well of course this won't fend off any of that but here's, here's what I do when I'm Mm, feeling agitated or uplifted or, um, uh, 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 confused, um, like I've been lied to, deceived, um, um, worried, uh, um, uh, energized, uh, in other words, there will be a, a mood and uh, a point of um, specificity about my day that will collide. And I'll think, okay, this is when I want to re- hit the record button, because I think I have enough fuel in the tank to get through something. And rarely is it because I've just read, say, four articles, and now I'm interested in speaking about this. No. No, it'll be that, I, you know, I couldn't get my nickel to work at fucking Walmart when I owed it three cents and it wouldn't take my nickel. So I just left my nickel in the change tray, but that meant I didn't have a receipt. So when I tried to leave with my eight items, well, no, go get your receipt. What do you mean it won't take your money? Well, it won't take my money. Do you see the cashier over there trying to look at the screen? Yeah, yeah, That she's she's got my nickel, You can see her even holding it. See, she just put it in the drop slot. Now you can see she's picking it up again. That's a nickel. It's three cents short. And actually, it, it miscounted my three cents. I actually gave you the three cents. But now I'm giving you an extra nickel. So all I want you to do is give me permission to leave the fucking store. Okay. Have a good day. And you think to yourself, Okay, I mean, that feels like a victory that I fucking paid Walmart an extra nickel and was allowed to leave. Those kinds of intuitions can immediately have me think I need to record something. Because that just feels wrong. Or, uh, I can have spent my entire day dreaming about um, the potential of the 20-somethings and their... Uh, their claim on authenticity, their demand for a life of purpose and fulfillment. Or both, or neither. But once I have a, a point or two of interest to me, well, now it's time to get high and hit record. And then just speak about whatever. And it's... Rare that I even have a list. But I'll occasionally put bullet points together if, especially, I'm trying to reference things that may be factual in nature. I just don't want to misspeak. But otherwise, no. I just want stream of consciousness, blah, blah, blah. Like this palaver right here. Um, and I'll admit, the most frustrating part of the naming convention is its irrelevancy to the basic gist of what I had just spoken about. There's no question that's a fair critique because I agree with it and suffer from it. So would I have decided to name them the way I named them had I not started it all that way? Probably not. It's useless. But I think in some ways there was an intervention of fate to make the investment in my material something more than just next 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 you you have to hunt through my material to find any kind of connective meaningful moment and i don't think anyone should really do that except possibly somebody who's tried that everywhere else and is literally thinking maybe this yeah Maybe this, but probably not. And anything that you can do that is active in your own life that will do even a slight bit of improvement in your life, my quintessential example, go clean the lid to your kitchen trash can. It's probably got ice cream and guacamole and God knows what else on it. Clean it off and do it every month, your life will slightly be better. And if you don't like that idea, I truly and desperately encourage you to come up with one of your own as you decide right now to hit stop. Okay, for those of you who decided not to hit stop, well, shame on you. And I guess, carry on. Yippee ki yay! Uh, Humpty Dumpty. No, that's not a good one. You didn't want to create so much copyright infringement by saying the word "mother" at that point, followed by a word like um, "bucker." But I do love Die Hard about as much as I love any action movie ever made. So when I say "yippee ki yay," it's only out of respect to Hans. Gruba, and a little bit Bruce Willis. <clears throat> but, why am I talking about Die Hard? Well, I, it's not like the, you need a reason. But, let's move on to bigger and better things. Uh, it is now, what time is it actually? It's probably like noon. It's 11.32. Boy, I was a little off with the time right there. It's 11.32 a.m. Date. 10th of November, which I guess in reality just makes it the, uh, well, we got 31 plus 20. So we are currently at the 314th day of the year. Um, I think that works out right, but I could be wrong. So don't hold me to it. The point is it's late in the year and, uh, I don't want to talk about Die Hard. Is that all I got on to talk about? No, there's more. I think I owe an explanation as to how I showed up to work on a day when I was angsty about my schedule. You would think that I would at least know that I'd gotten so far as to confirm that the angst was legit because I actually had to be at work and I wasn't just making that part up. But no, I, I was making that part up. What's funny <laughs> this isn't funny. What has happened in my now what is part three? This is so this would be Friday the thirteenth, part three is the one where he What's the ice pick? Is that no, that's part four. Whatever. Part three is probably the worst of the series because I can't think of a single murder in the movie. But Oh, uh, I can think of the one in the, in the bedroom cabin with the blonde and the, uh, what is it? A chainsaw or a, I don't remember now. Um, <clears throat> why am I thinking about horror movies? Cause you don't need an excuse to think about horror movies or die hard, really. Okay. I've smoked a lot of weed since I got home from work. And in case Anthony's listening to this one, see Anthony, I might have a sativa dab or two on the way in. That's mostly just so I can get through the first two hours. But by the time I get home and I have worked for eight to 10 hours, I will dab-a-grab, a dab-a-dab-a-dab-a-dab-a, a dab a dab dabba do. i am probably 15 dabs in. So I'm stoned now, too much so that I would not want to show up at work because anybody who has any idea what a stone person looks like would immediately go, dude, why are you high at work? I'd be like, uh, uh, you noticed? Anyhow... Well, okay, you also don't need a reason to talk about getting high. You can talk about horror movies, Die Hard, and Getting High anytime. Those are always appropriate agenda items for me, even during prayer at church, especially then. However, what am I doing? Why am I so? Right now, I do believe that I am asking the universe to accommodate me in a way that it doesn't want to. And I don't know why. What, am I being a douche shooting first? Am I? Uh, I'll sit up straight or something if that'll help. Is that better? Quit slouching. All right. <clears throat> now that my posture has improved, let's see if I can figure out why I got on. Oh, I wanted to explain how I keep showing up at work. Because since I've been back, I do believe I've worked the wrong day now, possibly double digit times, but at least seven or eight. And yeah, that's terrible. All but two of those, I think I worked a day before I was supposed to work. Um, but in two instances, I flat out worked the wrong day by coming the day after I was scheduled to work. It gets a little confusing when uh, it does not. I have no excuse. I, uh, I have no excuse. When I see 2 to 6 a.m. on Thursday, I think that means Thursday night, I'm going to be there from 2 to 6 a.m. But it means Wednesday night, I'm going to be there from 2 to 6 a.m. You get what I'm saying? So that a.m. shit's stupid, especially for somebody who likes to see the sunrise. Um, The night is still part of the day. Unless you're on a Home Depot schedule, and then it's very much military time. So, the reason that that's even remotely funny is because, coincidentally, I did work last night. So I covered my shift. This abhorrent 2 to 6 a.m. burden that was making my soul weep, well, uh, it had already been covered. (laughs) So all that soul weepage was um, completely unnecessary. And then I show up. Anthony's a little unsettled since I called him earlier and said I'd be there. He checked the schedule to find out I, in fact, wasn't scheduled, which isn't that unusual because I'm allowed to work whenever I really want to. But he uh, was less sure when I started apologizing profusely for being late to an unscheduled shift. And uh, as I found out it was unscheduled, it, it was hard to stay. It was hard to stay. I will say this, though, about riding your bike to work. Once you get there, the last thing you feel like doing is turning around and immediately riding back home. It's happened enough that I will do it, especially in the right conditions. But last night just wasn't the right condition. I'm like, God damn it, I'm all the way here. It's 2 in the fucking morning. Then it was only like one twenty, I guess. But whatever. Point is, if I go home, all I'm going to do is either smoke weed and play pinball or fall asleep or record a podcast, which isn't a podcast, so how would it even qualify? Point is, all of these considerations made me think, ah, fuck it, I'll just work. And uh, so when I was saying good morning on the last recording there at the very end. That was from the break room inside Home Depot as I was getting my shit together to go home. And, yeah, I did have my keys. Thanks for asking. Um <clears throat> Yesterday was a discombobulated day. Let's face it, that's the word of the month so far. And uh what's what's been um, uniquely uplifted and steadied this week until this morning specifically has been my emotional state. And yeah, I know I'm basking in the glow of greatness that is the association uh, principle. But even beyond that, I have been, I don't know, Solving things emotionally. I sometimes wonder if I get into this position of um, almost more emotional... um, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I am not able to retain a very simple word right now. When you have more emotional quota, that is the word I want, though. Um, Stockpile? Reserves there's something missing here um, but when when you're in emotional um, surplus maybe that is the word I'm going for it is a time to be steadfast against emotional challenge that may be sitting in your I'll face that when I'm ready to pile or with people nearby who you may need that specific boost, to engage, I fortunately don't have any of those people. But I'm certain I have battles within my own head with myself that are that are at least um, more uh, honestly fought when I'm in a in an emotionally um, uplifted arena. So when I <clears throat> Sat uh, when I got home. The I, I just there was too much good music playing as I rode home. I just continued, danced in the living room for about a half hour till I was too tired to continue. And then I sat in a chair and just another forty minutes of music. And I'm, I'm enjoying myself immensely the whole time. And a remake of one of my favorite songs come up, comes on that's in this 8D audio, and I'm literally dancing my ass off in my living room. And then the very next song is this trance song that I don't hear very often. I recognized it. I almost skipped it. And thought, oh, I gotta let whatever is happening happen right now. Because the music flow had been great. And this is one of those songs where... This might be my moment to recognize this forever. And instead of continuing the dance routine, three or four um, lyrics into the song, I just start having this imagery, this powerful imagery, of myself dying in someone's arms, specifically. And then disappearing, like vanishing into the ether, and then it comes back again and again. And, I, and I'm thinking, what in the song is triggering this? And where is this even... What is the momentum behind this imagery? This doesn't make sense. I've never conceived of these... These concepts are hitting me. This isn't an, an, a creative emergence. I feel like I'm being shown images. And, uh, and then the next round, after dying... And then vanishing into the ether, I start desperately looking for this person and they're not to be found. And then the next round, I die in their arms. I go into the ether. I'm desperately looking for this person. And then I'm convinced that they're trapped on Earth. And then I start bawling my fucking eyes out. I shit you not all in, the matter, in a matter of three minutes. And the song before it, Freedom 90, is about the most upbeat song I have that I thoroughly and, yes, guiltily enjoy. Even that remake, movie star version. I fucking love the song. It might be my favorite song. Or Crazy Train. Or Don't You Forget About Me. I did grow up with The Breakfast Club. Ah, Favorite songs, a tough one. But it's certainly in contention. Especially, it, it wins the pop genre, I believe. I'd have to think if I have a pop song I like more, but I doubt it. So I'm literally in the best frame of mind possible mood there is. And recognize that I'm in that mood. I'm embracing the mood. And in three minutes, I'm bawling my eyes out. To a bunch of... of song-suggested uh, imagery that I have no idea how I created it, or why, or to what end, from, from what source. And uh, so I, I stopped my music. I go into the bathroom to, like, I'm literally crying so hard I need to wash my face and hands. And I, I I, think to myself, okay, this this has to be denial, right? I have to be, like, the imagery is irrelevant, I figure. what's What's really challenging is I can't figure out what's making me break down. I don't know what the source of this, of this outburst is, other than this desperate sense of, of being alone and not being able to find the person I need to find. The dying part's not even the the, the panic, and I, maybe it was a panic attack or something, right? Like, <clears throat> and it wasn't the song "I Died in Your Arms Tonight" or anything like that. It was a trance song with, like, uh, hypnotic lyrics. The lyrics are almost... I mean, the lyrics involve um, crossing to the other side. So that part of the song is being... Or that part of the whole creative process is being stimulated straight through the music, but what's pulling... With the imagery that's being pulled together for this is... It's um, unexpectedly... um, um jarring truly and and I'm sitting in the in the bathroom thinking w- w- how, w- why would you just stop thinking things like how did, how did something I don't want to think get into my head like what was w- what happened that I got so <laughs> that I lost my composure? And so I figure, okay, let's not overanalyze life for once. Maybe we can just have had a melancholy moment and move on from it. No problem. I'll just tie a bow on this and let it either deflate or pop later. And uh, so I go grab my phone. And uh, at this point... What was I doing? Oh no, no. So I have my I have my pinball game with music and whatever. I have my basically my shitter phone. Um as I'm sitting in the bathroom, I flip over and start playing music. And the first song is Duran Duran's uh uh whatever. It's always the first song. So I hit uh shuffle and hit next and up comes Mamas and the Papa's <clears throat> twelve thirty which is actually a pretty upbeat song. And I'm bawling my eyes out again. And now I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I literally was putting music on thinking, well, I'll wait till I I hear a good song and I'll get up and go start some dishes. Like, I'm putting a chores list in my head together. And young girls are coming into the canyon? I mean, I, I... and again, I'm getting the the imagery that's coming at me is of me dying, and and it's and it's peppering me. In ways that aren't uncomfortable, but are almost illustrated. So that's when I turned off the music. I thought I probably danced enough today. Uh huh. I got a bunch of. Fucking shit to do around the house. Why am I wasting time sitting in the bathroom listening to the mamas and the papas? Crying. And I will be pondering that question for the rest of the day. Since I don't have to be at work again until seven o'clock, which is now a good seven hours away. Um well I'll check back in four or five hours, see if I've come up with anything, but For now, I'm back to my normal self, like I'm in a completely elated mood again. So what the fuck happened? And hold on, I can't sign off without mentioning this, because one of the great things about working overnight, maybe the only great thing, is coming home with the sunrise, especially on a bicycle. You get treated to some really cool rides. And one of the things that helps that uh, cool factor are it's the wildlife that is just starting its day And <clears throat> as much as you have to dodge squirrels or whatever um, the birds are noticeable and I think are the first thing that really wake up and uh, so anytime that I'm um, that I'm Aware of of the birds as I ride, it's special. And that's just rare because there's just not, you don't hear them, um, uh, you know, it's not a thing, to be honest. So this morning, as I'm riding home, I I get to this juncture where there's a four-way stop sign and then basically it's a left and it's downhill all the way. So it's essentially the coasting part of the ride. And it always feels like, sweet, I'm home. And today, as I make the left, and this is an hour, not an hour, 45 minutes after the sun's first come up. So the colors are now gone, um, but there's no sunlight yet. It's still pre-sunrise. But the wildlife's up and about. And as I make the left, I can see in the, there's a uh, street light there that's uh, off now, I can see a black raven start flight right as I make the left, just above me. And I'm thinking, cool. I'm hoping it's going to go the same direction because it it looked like it was taking off at about the same speed. And all all I'm doing is coasting down the hill. So (sighs) as I'm riding, literally the bird descends to about my head level. And it's, I don't know, 10, 15 feet to the right. And I'm thinking, wow, this is fucking cool. And as I'm coming, there's another four-way stop. Uh, at the, uh, there's two more, actually. And, of course, I'm thinking I can run these stop signs. But I do have to check. <laughs> so I take my <clears throat> attention away from the bird to look to make sure that the clearing, or that there's nobody coming through. And, holy shit, there's another one on my left. Same distance. It's like mirror images. I'm thinking, where the fuck did you come from? And then I look to the right, and the right one's still there. And I go straight through the four-way to the next four-way. Nobody there. Go straight through that one. They followed me for three blocks till I got to 38th Avenue. And then they up and went into the electrical. And, I mean, I don't know if they were checking me out or if they were flirting with each other and this was some kind of game. All I can say is... I've only had an experience like this that I can remember one other time crossing a bridge in Louisiana where a bunch of pelicans just flew right next to our car. (laughs) It was the coolest thing. But I had, yeah, I had two... I had a raven on my left and a raven on my right to the point that if I'd have swerved toward one, they'd have had to at least adjust it because they were that close. I mean, they were... They were close enough that they couldn't be missed. And they were right at my head level, both of them. So, that was a pretty cool start to the day. But then, you know, this crying stuff. What is with me? Stop. Uh, Hello. Stop. Go. Okay, no more Simon Says. Oh, Simon didn't say, so you're all out of the game. The, um... The sadness that uh, overwhelmed me this morning has not returned at all. I've even listened to that song again, recognizing that I've had a rather uh, intense experience on mushrooms with that song. I just hadn't put it all together until I it, what. And this actually now is is maybe the part I'm I'm least comfortable with is that I the song is very uh, indicative of the source material. It is a song I kind of know. know enough that uh, I remember the mushroom trip and the galactic jaunt it was part of pretty well. But in that moment, the distance from that song was significant. I was even thinking, I wonder if this is a song that someone put in my collection. Like, how, how do I have this song? I was mad at it, sort of. Um, so, in my connection with music land, that's a song I connect with enough that it shouldn't have been uh, a distorted connection during the emotional uh, um, outburst. It it's too familiar. So in that moment, I know whatever was happening in my head was coming from a, um, coming from within, but I don't know how. And so I'm not sad or even thinking I could potentially lose it in the next five minutes. But that moment took me from elated to losing it in three minutes. So I haven't played a whole lot of music. I've been listening to some podcasts and shit like that. I forgot how much I like to listen to people talk. Yeah, I know. I'll just leave it alone.